Um, thank you all for joining us, joining me tonight in the Lead Well series. Please know that I'm not standing up here um, trying to get you to believe that I have all the answers. I don't. I believe that we all have stories and we share those stories. And that's really, once we listen to one another, that's where we become better leaders. So what does the word unqualified, when Aaron asked me to talk about this, I'm like, unqualified, Aaron, that's not even a nice word. But um, what does unqualified, what does that look like to you? So give me, give me a couple, what does unqualified mean? Nicole, we practice. What's unqualified, Nicole? Not educated. Anybody else? Potential hazard. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, some of the things I think of is not fit, unskilled, un inexperienced, right? Well, when you hire someone, what's the first thing you do? You typically fill a job description. So I think we're going to put just a very simple, basic job description up here. This is for a cashier. So a job description is a formal account of your employee's responsibilities, what we need them to do. So this is just a cashier's service description, very simple, right? Um, cashier duties are, is responsible for maintaining a positive impression, sales transactions, calculate the cost of products, accept payments, calculate and return change, maintain adequate change, answers customers' questions, you got to make sure those cash drawers are taken care of, and reports issues. Very basic job description. That's what you need them to do. That's what you need them to do. But is it what you want them to do? You really want to look past the job description and really look at the person that you're hiring. So what I'd like to do is just share with you when I became, next slide please, when I became a leader a few years ago, and I'm going to share with you my story, somebody showed me this little poster. And it meant the world to me at that time, thinking, oh, I can do this. But I really wasn't quite sure how. So they said to me, one of the most important aspects of being a leader is to know your employees or your team members. And you'll hear me say that a lot, employees or team members. Because remember, I oversee a lot of volunteers. and. Um, and they're, they're, they're not employees. They don't get paid. Uh, they're part of the team to make things happen. But it said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more, and become more, that makes you a good leader. Well, it sounded simple, but it really was kind of hard to do at the beginning. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. So... Yep, that's me going all the way back. I did save almost all of my, <laughs> my name badges. However, um, I don't want this to be about the titles. I really come before you humbly to tell you what happened in my life. So when I was a little girl, there was this neighbor of mine. Her name was Anne, and she worked at St. Agnes Hospital. And do you remember, like, I'm talking... A long time ago and when the CNAs used to wear the white the little dress and the white stockings and the white shoes and the little hat and I remember Ann coming home from the hospital and she would be exhausted she'd put her feet up on the couch she'd put a pillow underneath it and she'd look at me and she'd go oh, what a great day 
like, are you kidding? You're exhausted. You can't even make supper. Your feet are up. But it, it just meant the world to her of what she was able to do. And that became my dream, is I wanted to be Anne. And I wanted to go to a job where I absolutely loved what I did. So I started as a CNA. When my husband and I got married, we moved out to Denver and uh, lived out there for a little bit. And I went into, when we first moved out there, I went into a nursing home that I heard was hiring. And I walked up and I asked for an application. And the lady said to me, well, what are you applying for? And I said, the CNA. And she said, oh, where are you from? And I said, Wisconsin. She went, can you come over here and talk to me for a little bit? And I said, sure. My husband's waiting in the car. He's thinking that I'm just coming in for a job description or for an um, application. And he's waiting out in the car. And I come out an hour later. And he's like, what were you doing? Well, the lady looked at me and she said, you're from Wisconsin? And I said, yeah. She said, yeah, you're hired why? She said, didn't you know anyone from Wisconsin? They are the hardest workers. I will hire someone from Wisconsin in a heartbeat. So I walked out an hour and a half later and said, I'm hired. You got a job? But, um, but, but really what it was, was they just looked at truly where I lived. They didn't know anything about me, but they looked at where I lived. So when my husband and I moved back to Wisconsin, because I had that beautiful girl that's sitting over there, and I didn't want to raise her without her grandma and grandpas. So we moved back home, and that was my opportunity to start working at St. Agnes Hospital. So I went in, and I was hired and, um, for a CNA for home care and hospice. It was a wonderful experience. I loved it. I loved coming home every day, hearing or telling my husband the wonderful stories of my patients. Then, unfortunately, I broke my foot. Actually, Byron broke my foot, but I don't think I should get into that here in church. Something about a bowling ball, and he didn't want to move it out of a cabinet. But okay, anyways, broke my foot, and, um, and it was broken pretty badly. I could not do CNA work for a good couple months. So my boss at that time came up to me, and she said, Barb, why don't you become a receptionist? And I said, I don't want to become a receptionist. I want to do the hands-on hand, the hands-on patient care. And she said, what makes you think you can't do it as a receptionist? I don't know. So I went about and I was, started working as a receptionist and it was amazing. I found out that I could care for people on the phone. When they called in, I was their only person they were talking to at the time their loved one was, was entering the land that was promised to him or her. So that was, that was just amazing to me that I could, I could still do what I love to do, but over the phone. Through that, I started at some, um, I had some committees and things that I was working on at the hospital. And all of a sudden, the director of human resources approached me and said, Barb, I want you to be part of my team. Um, I don't like human resources. They're not nice. You know, they fire people. No, no, I, no, I don't think so. Maybe some other time. She said, no, really, Barb, I think you'd be great. What we really need is someone like you with your type of attitude. No, I, what, I have attitude, but <laughs> I don't know what type of attitude she was talking about. Um, but I was hired as the, the um, HR assistant, I think that's what, no, employment assistant. 
is what I was hired as. I probably was in that role for less than a year. And they moved me into an HR consultant role. And that's when I became um, cons a consultant working for the different departments in the hospital. Why am I telling you this story? Was that me or you, Erin? Um, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is when I was in HR, they then asked me to become the volunteer supervisor. Now, I've been at the hospital for 30 years, so I'm really not jumping jobs very quickly, but, but I just wanted you to understand my path. When I became, or when they asked me to become the volunteer supervisor, I, um, I had to step back because it was at that time that I had to face reality, and that's when I went up to my supervisor at that time and I said, I can't. And she said, why not? I said, did you read the job description? She said, yeah. I said, the job description says that you have to have a bachelor's degree. I never stepped a day in college. And she went, oh, I see. Well, let's not worry about that right now. I really believe you're the right person for the position, so let's worry about that later. Are you interested in the job? And I said, very. And so we went on. I became the volunteer services supervisor. I was that for eight years. And then um, two years ago, this lovely thing hit this community. I'm not sure if you heard of it. It's called COVID. And all you know what broke out in that hospital. And it was really a tough time. And at that time, somebody came flying through my office and they went, now I got, we have to get screeners out at the front and I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I said, let me, just let me help. How can I help? And they said, are you serious? Yeah, let me help. I'll, I'll take over the screeners. And from there, just like that, I became the operations manager of the hospital. What did they see in me that I was not seeing in myself? I mean, I knew who I was, I know what I loved to do, but what were they seeing in me? And so that's when a good pastor friend of my husband's and I met, met us one day and I just said, Brett, what, why, why am I giving these opportunities? And he said, Barb, it's because you are... Really? I said, excuse me? He said, you're fat. He said, what do you mean I'm fat? And he goes, Barb, Barb, slow down. Next slide. We'll leave it. You are faithful, you are available, and you are teachable. And it was at that time when I became the leader of volunteer services when I wanted to build my team off of that. Now, I will tell you, every single volunteer that walks into that hospital is fat. They are faithful, they are available, and they are teachable. They want to be there. If you have an opportunity to have any volunteers come and be part of your programs, please do so, because they're the ones that want to be there. My joke at the hospital, going from HR to supervising volunteers, I'm like, volunteers love to play in the sandbox. Not all employees do. But with this, what I found is um, I was building my team in volunteer services, and I found that every single one of my team members 
had these qualities. When I looked at Faithful, I looked at my friend Cindy, and, um, and she is my friend. We've worked together for many years, and she was the administrative assistant for volunteer services. And she, when I think of the word faithful, it is Cindy to a T. She is, do you all have mission statements? Like in your home or at your business? We have a mission statement at the hospital, and it is um, through our exceptional healthcare practices, we, we employ or we, we show God's grace. And um, Cindy's actions to that is it's never just words on the wall. That mission statement is not words on the wall. It is something that she is living out every single day. That is faithful. Someone that's there, they're going to go above and beyond. They're going to take customer service to a whole new level because it's what comes natural to them. The next thing is available. Are you looking for employees that are available to you? And, and what I mean by that is Jessica's another member of my team. And remember I told you when COVID hit, one of the areas that I offered to take over was screening. So if any of you have been in the hospital, you'll notice when you walk in, you get screened before you walk in. And, um, and so I asked my team, is anyone willing to help with the screening? And Jessica said, I am. I'm available. I said, okay, Jess. You walk in this hospital, the hospital, any three hospitals here, and you will find a screener. And Jess is running that entire program by herself because she was available. And then Teachable is Jason. And Jason has been with us now for a year. And he takes those moments, every single moment he can get, and he learns. He's an everyday learner. And that was something that um, really stuck out to me, is even though I didn't go to school, and, and for those of you that do have a college degree, congratulations, and I wish I was right there with you. However, it just didn't work for me. It was just something that didn't work out. I did take a couple classes, and I remember looking at my husband going, uh-uh, no way, I'm not doing this. And, uh, but I did get A pluses. But man, the stress. <laughs> so, um, but I do take every opportunity I can to learn every single day. And so with that said, now you have faithful, you have available, and you have teachable. Now you add that with 1 Peter 4.10. As each one of you has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another through the manifold grace of God. What more can you ask for? Everyone has gifts. And so make sure that you as a leader are talking to your employees. And I know some of you may say, you know what, Barb, I don't have time for this. I just, I got a business I need to run. I completely understand, but trust me, if you take the time to really get to know your employees and find out who's faithful, available, and teachable, and then recognize what their gifts are, you have just made yourself a wonderful team. Next slide. So ask yourself that. Who is faithful? Who is teachable? And who is available? I'm kind of, I was standing way off over there and not even paying attention to my, my sheets here. Um, what I kind of would like to leave you with is, is just a couple thoughts. And the first, the first 
thought is, is I, I'm so sorry, Aaron has all this on his, um, on his laptop, I should probably do that, is give your employees opportunities. When was the last time you gave your employee or your family member or your team member, give them, a, give them an opportunity, mentor them, get to know them, spend time with them. The bottom line is what I'm asking you to do is getting your employees to trust you. Trust that you're going to lead them and you're going to take great care of them. Next slide. So is there such thing as unqualified? No, not at all. Unqualified equals fat, or fat equals qualified. Bring forth their treasures. Remember 1 Peter 4.10. And I'd like to leave you with this statement here. I once read an article that told how the wealthiest places on earth are no oil fields in the Middle East. They are not the diamond mines of South Africa. Where do you think the wealthiest places in the world is? Cemeteries. Because buried in the ground are businesses that were never formed, songs that were never composed, books that were never written, potential that was never realized, and dreams that never came to pass. Don't let that be you. Please don't let that be your employees or team members. Don't go to your grave with your treasures still in you. Encourage your teams to keep growing, keep learning, and to step out in faith. So take a few moments. I'm going to exit the stage. Aaron's going to come on. Take a few moments just to talk to one another a little bit and ask yourselves, what team members do you currently have? The ones that you left on Friday and the ones that you're going to see on Monday morning. What team members do you currently have that have these abilities? What are you going to do about it? But I'd really like you to think about, are you fat? <laughs>